Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. I'm your host, James Olson, a.k.a. the World Travel Dad. This week, we're talking about a country that's near and dear to my heart, Indonesia, specifically the island of Bali. Uh, it, I, I thought maybe we should do an episode to let people know an answer to an important question. Is it worthwhile to travel to Bali? I know a lot of the listeners have heard of this country, uh, this, excuse me, this island, Remember, Bali is just an island, part of uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of islands in a chain called Indonesia. The, one of the largest islands is uh, Java. Of course, there's Sumatra. And these are some of the more populated areas, but Bali itself is very populated. And it's sort of the more, the most westernized of the area. I've never been to other parts of Indonesia, but I've talked to friends who've been to Jakarta, for instance, and it's a, it's a metropolis, and but it's probably a lot different experience in Bali. So we're going to get into what it's like to travel to Bali and whether you should consider taking a trip there. So the first thing to note is geography. Again, it's in Southeast Asia. I've talked to people that thought it was maybe in the South Pacific. I myself didn't know exactly where it was. It's a small island just east of mainland Sumatra and uh, Java. I don't have a map in front of me, but <clears throat> those are the larger islands. And to the north, there's Sulawesi. And I've heard great things about this island as well, Sulawesi. But that's you know, if it's your first time to Bali, you're going to be like us when we took our trip there. And uh, we had our two kids, it was me and my wife, and we needed a place that we knew was going to be a home run, and we knew we were going to like it going in. We didn't we didn't want to go trekking through any jungles yet um, for multiple days at a time. We had all of our gear, and so Bali's a very nice place for that type of uh, travel, sort of standard tourism. Um, we noticed that it was a very popular place for people in Australia to travel to. And if you look from Northern Australia, it's still six and a half, seven hour flight. So it's not, you know, that part of the world is just fascinating. There, the distances between the land masses will really, uh, is really striking. Um, the first thing we should talk about if you're, if you're going there from the, from the United States, it's going to be a long travel day, very long travel day. We actually flew there from Istanbul, Turkey. So it was a nice sort of, um, we did a stopover in Istanbul, uh, leaving Paris. And it was a nice stopover because it made the flight to Bali 12 and a half hours, which to me sounded really long, especially when we took off at two in the morning. But the, um, Turkish Airlines did a really good job in that flight. You know, I got to give them credit. So I flew out Turkish Airlines. And for us, it wasn't that big of a deal. We arrived there at, in the evening in in Bali and in uh, a town called Denpazar. That's where you'll fly into. It's kind of the main um, airport. But um, I suspected that to get there from the States, from the central United States where I live in Colorado, it might be a different story and I was right so I knew that there would probably be some kind of a um, a layover in uh, Singapore 
and that's that's where you do layover. And it looks like um, from Denver you would fly to San Francisco and then to Singapore, and then from Singapore to Bali. So if you can get a direct flight from Denver into Singapore, that could be your best bet. And I'm sure they have them. I mean, Singapore is a business hub. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you can find a flight. It's gonna be expensive, so we'll talk about that in a minute. And once you get to Singapore, it's still three hours to get to Denpasar, so you're not done. You're not out of the woods yet. We arrived in Denpasar in the evening, and this is my first time in Southeast Asia, so I was very excited. And you, you just kind of get this this feeling, you, you know, being on another continent. I think Joseph Conrad said it, you know when he went to Africa, you just, you just know you're on a different continent. It's just, it's different. And that's kind of the feeling we got in Southeast Asia. The, it's a Denpasar airport is a nice little airport and very welcoming. You do your visa on arrival there. Remember all these Southeast Asian countries, you do separate visas. This isn't like Europe where you just have visa free travel as a U.S. passport holder. Uh, got through our visa line, a bunch of Australians, and then we went over to an airport, uh, the hotel kind of kind of near the airport in Denpasar. Um, it was right across the street from the beach, so there's a lot of a lot of coastline. Um, but we wouldn't we wouldn't do a lot of of the coast at first. We we saved that for the end of our trip. And um, we chose a hotel that was um, very cheap. It was like twenty seven USD, twenty seven dollars a night. Stayed there for three nights, and we knew we'd be jet lagged, and we'd need to get used to the brand new time zone. And this was a cute hotel; it, it, it did the trick. It was comfortable. It it wasn't. It was more quality than I expected for for twenty seven dollars a night. All four of us slept very comfortably, and um, we played at the pool during the day. And it was great. And I could tell, you know, they had a restaurant on site. And the first thing um, I noticed when eating in Southeast Asia, I was pleasantly surprised by the uh, cost. The cost of living there um, is, is just terrific. And before that changes, I mean, now might be the time to go go check some of these places out. Fortunately for us, we had, we had 45 days that we we're going to spend in the island of Bali. And... Many people don't always have that luxury. I would say you'd need at least a couple of weeks. I can't imagine going to Bali for a, for one week. It just would be silly from the U.S. You'd spend three days traveling. So you, this is one where you might want to think about trying to get a month there. And on your way over, if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a layover in Singapore, then you can take a few days there, and that can be part of the itinerary. You put together a nice 17, 18-day travel itinerary with a few days in Singapore, which is a lovely city. And we had a great time in Singapore as well. So the first place we went was up into the mountains, into Ubud, which is a metropolis. In It's a it's kind of this burgeoning town. It looks like they didn't expect it to ever get this popular. Um, there's Like I said, there's no beach. Um, we rented a house there for a month. It was maybe 45 USD a day, had a pool, had a couple of nice rooms, had an open air kind of kitchen. And the first thing we notice about Bali is it's not a walking place. The sidewalks are all torn up. 
um, if you if you go back and listen to my my uh, Bali episodes, you'll hear that I was getting frustrated that I couldn't jog while I was there. And I'm not a huge yoga guy, and it's like the land of yoga. Lots of Westerners there, um, and I can see why. It's, it's going to be a cheap cost of living. You know, we we got into this rhythm where we would do we get massages on Fridays. We we drop the kids off. They were being homeschooled, and we would drop them off at the wood school in Bali, which we met the, the, uh, the owner there. She was great. And, and it just seemed like a wonderful little place. You spend all Friday there learning about, uh, jungle stuff, creatures, going swimming, doing art, baking stuff, uh, making, uh, Indonesian food. And speaking of food, um, Indonesia is famous for the satay. It's, um, basically, a a stick with little nuggets of meat that is that is grilled and you ha you get your own personal grill in Bali. So if you're in Singapore you're gonna have satay um there, but you don't get the little personal grill. So this was really cool. Um and we did this actually when we were in Denpazar, not so much in Ubud, we still did it there. It's kind of a good go to. Then it costs you about five dollars USD and uh for for beer drinkers, there's Bintang, that's the main beer. There's Singaraja, which is an up-and-comer. <clears throat> These beers are just fine. And if you, if you listen to my beer episodes, um, I'll tell you, you're going to be just fine in Southeast Asia. There's enough European influence that they've, they've become good at brewing these, uh, you know, these kind of standard um, beers, these Pilsners. And um, other foods include um, terrific produce in Bali, <clears throat> second to none uh, produce. And we were there during the beginning of mango season. And I mean, it was for mango lovers, like my whole family, it was paradise. So we would just eat mangoes all day. Um, you might, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you might know that I'm a huge papaya fan. Take this mic out of here. And the papayas there were, were just terrific. <clears throat> and dirt cheap. And that's the key. I mean, you can get papayas in the States, but they're not dirt cheap. Um, dragon fruit's good. Um, mango steens. You know, your typical... If you if you like fruit, Southeast Asia, that's, that's going to be a great draw for you. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I just think it's it's worth mentioning. It's that good. Again, the major drawback of getting to this area, part of the world, is the cost and the flight time. It looked like United was doing $1,800 tickets. So I remember I went to France one time with my wife and five-month-old daughter, and my wife and I paid about 1650 to go to France. So, you know, if you can get 1800 to get down to Bali, that might be a good strike point, maybe a little bit cheaper. And then, you know, if you're a family of four like we were, you got to multiply it by four. It's kind of tough. But, again, that's that's the point of this episode. I mean, is it worth it? And I I, I really think it's the the amount of time that you could spend there is going to dictate. And we're not, we're not the kind of people that kind of just rush around for three days at a time. And so... For us, it was important to get to a place. We stayed 30 days in Ubud. 
really got to love the place. Um, they do grab taxi there so you can get around easily if you don't have a car. If you have a scooter, you're going to be able to get around even that much more easily. And they drive on the left side of the road. And if you if you enjoy green smoothies, healthy eating, yoga, um, art, you know, Balinese art's very, very famous. It's this kind of acrylic looking, eye popping kind of colorful art and wood carvings, teak, wood, um, that the wood carving, I mean, these are expensive statues, like 6,000 bucks, but they're just amazing. I mean, we saw a couple of those. We, 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 we couldn't buy things and travel around with them. So we bought, uh, some chopsticks and chopsticks I still use to this very day. That's kind of some of my favorite things about traveling is buying these things that kind of remind you of a place. And so for me, Bali is a, uh, I'm sorry, Ubud was a place of nooks and crannies. And once you kind of figured it out and got to know it, um, it was very enjoyable. Uh, my, it, you know, it took a little bit of time. And, and frankly, if I were only in, in Ubud for like three days, I, I don't think I would have gotten it at all. I think I might've felt like I wasted a few days. So again, back to my point, I think if you can get to, if you can go to Bali for a month, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to go. If you have to, if you have to do a little work while you're there, that's fine. I mean, it's a digital nomad hub there. Although the internet wasn't always that great. A couple other things, culturally, Bali, Lots of English spoken. They teach English in public school there, so that's great. A lot of people spoke English. The people are very nice. Um, probably the nicest people we met on our trip. Kind of over the top. Culturally, it was just this undercurrent of genuineness and, and kindness and just smiling and um, very nice people. And <clears throat> credit cards are, are very well accepted there. They have good they have good infrastructure for that. Good tourist infrastructure. There are a lot of things Bali does right. Um, just like most places in Southeast Asia, it can be a bit dirty at times. Um, trash hasn't always been on the top of their list. Like in a in a developed nation, we have the luxury of thinking a lot about trash. Whereas in a developing nation, that's that's on the bottom of the list. You're trying to you know, get your GDP per capita up. And these countries have very, have very low per capita GDPs generally. Indonesia is majority Muslim country, so that's very important. And that's something something to think about. Now, Bali's not. Bali is, is um, Hindu, possibly. But... Um, so it's it's again it's completely different. It's like this autonomous it's like a country within a country almost is how I would describe it. We went over to a separate island called Nusa Penida and and that's we did an episode from there. And that that was a pretty legitimate feeling experience. And so is Bali. There there are a lot of just normal local people that live there. It's not overly touristed. Um Ubud itself though is is the home of many expats, but but still, it retains this this character. It's got a cheap cost of living. I highly recommend you stay at least a week there, and you know indulge there. I think it took me a little while to figure it out, but you can you can eat out with your family of four for 
22 USD and it's really good. And so just indulge in that. It's an it, indulge in getting, we would, we would do a Friday massages, my Balinese massage. I, I miss it dearly. And these types of things are, are so worth it there, but you have to know what you're getting into. Now, the final two weeks of our trip were in Sanur, which is a beach town. And um, this was this is a little more our style, frankly. We're big beach people. There's a lot of jogging room there. People are still very nice. Um, lodging was double. It was quite a bit more expensive, even more than that, because um, you're you're you know, you're close to the beach. So if you if you want to swim there, any of these places like Kangu, Uluwatu, um, there's some places up in the north called um, Ahmed is one. That's a that's a town where they have good diving. And this is the Sulawesi Sea, the, or the north. Sorry, the North Java Sea is is directly north of Bali. Um, the the entire region is in the Indian Ocean. It's very warm. We actually went down to um, Nusa Dua, which is a southern point, um, kind of beach community. But none of this stuff really blew us away. So I guess I'll leave you with this thought. This isn't Hawaii. It's not the South Pacific. It's still Southeast Asia. There are pros and cons. If you are at all interested or curious about learning more about this region, let me know. Reach out. You can email me. I'll tell you a little bit more about our our, our itinerary. We now look back and we, we think it was a great idea to spend 45 days in Bali. I got a great feel for it. It's not exactly Indonesia, but it's 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 different. It's different. And... Um, I'm sure I'll be back at some point, but it's very hard to get to. So, you know, you might have one shot at it. You might, so make it worthwhile. I think it's worth it for, for uh, 17 to 18 days and up. I think under 17 and 18 days, I don't think you do it. So maybe that's a little bit shocking, but that's kind of, uh, that's kind of my opinion on it. And, uh, like I said, reach out, um, if you have any questions on it, um, I'm going to keep kind of going back over our trip. This was just kind of a trip down memory lane with Bali. And uh, thanks, thanks so much for joining me, and we'll see you next time.